0: I lost you, huh? Yeah, I think maybe my reception over here got bad, so I just went on ahead and transferred over to a landline.
1: Oh, okay. That's good. You know, I'm on the cell here now. I'm uh, I'm actually in my car. I took my son to do a placement math test, so...
0: Okay, cool. Uh, so what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, you
1: know, uh, that's, that's really funny. I, I always kind of gravitated towards music, and at one point, you know, I was really into the whole God scene too and I thought maybe I'd do some type of musical uh, ministry and I kind of fell away from that once I got into the whole jazz guy thing Uh, you know we started worshipping other creatures right
0: (laughs) excellent Uh,
1: but I always had that you know from a very early age really just loved music and uh, you know every time I heard something on the radio or whatever I thought wow I want to be one of those kind of guys
0: Cool. So how long have you been playing music, Mark?
1: Well, really, since my start with, um, with the Grandview Schools. Uh, you know, we they had a, a wonderful band program back in those days, and they gave everybody really the chance to try an instrument in the fifth grade. And I picked up the cornet, which is essentially the trumpet. And, you know, I've been playing it ever since.
0: Um, wow. So how many instruments do you play, Mark?
1: Well, you got the trumpet, uh, and I do, uh, for for the TV show, I doubled on harmonica and on guitar, and I sang. Uh, And then also for Conan's tour, uh, I sang one of our opening numbers. uh, And I don't know if if anybody went to the show in Kansas City. uh, You know, I ran down through the audience with cordless mics and, uh, you know, ended up playing the trumpet and uh, holding a note for like four or five minutes.
0: Right on. Yeah, I tried to get tickets, and that was a hot number to come by. Um,
1: yeah, it was tough. I was—I kept on lobbying for us to do more than one night in Kansas City, and you know, finally, we didn't even spend 24 hours in Kansas City. We we basically drove through it. Like we, you know, we stayed there for the afternoon and and did the show, and at least I got to see my family and everybody.
0: That's cool. Yeah, did you guys get some barbecue?
1: Yeah, I. Uh, I accidentally arranged for the four tour buses to each have a presidential plate from Gates on it uh, for the for the drive up to Minneapolis after the show.
0: Oh, that's good eating right there.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> Barbecue overdose, man.
0: Man, yeah, especially when you've been away from it for a while. I bet it was heaven sent.
1: Oh, that was so great.
0: So how did you get the nickname The Love Man?
1: Wow, uh... Yeah, that's kind of you know that's a hard one to explain sometimes. Uh, I was I was in this band in the uh, early '80s called Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul, and uh, Little Steven is Stevie Van Zandt, who plays Silvio and The Sopranos. But he was at that time he was known as Bruce Springsteen's musical director and guitar player, uh, Little Steven, and we did his first solo record, and I was in a hotel room. Uh, With the headphones on, singing along to Marvin Gaye, and he kept on knocking on my door to try to get my attention, and of course I didn't hear him. So that night, uh, those guys, the Jersey Rock guys, loved the nickname, so that night, he started calling me the Love Man, and it stuck throughout his tour and then I was introduced to just about everybody else I met after that Bruce Springsteen everybody started calling me the love man I don't even think they knew my real name <laughs> and uh and I tried to shake it a couple of times You said no it's just Mark Pender that's good you know and then somebody say love man and you know it all started all over again but now uh you know I'm completely happy with it there are a lot worse nicknames
0: oh absolutely Now that's a cool story definitely Definitely. How long has the Mark Pender Band been around, and how's the new CD-DVD going for you?
1: Uh, well, we've been around for quite a while. You know, uh, you know, I started doing gigs in, in the uh, New York area, probably in the mid-80s, and uh, you know, to varying degrees of success and failure. Uh, you know, we, I, I put out the one CD on my own. I sold several thousand copies. I'm working on another one. The problem that I have now is that now that I'm living in California, my core band uh, is still in New York. So uh, I have a very large logistical problem, uh, and and the only time I've been able to hook up with these guys is when I've done some gigs. We did the Cherokee Jazz Blues Festival up in Iowa in uh, January, just before I lost my job. Right. I was just finding out about it that weekend. Uh, that was the week before that. That was pretty. Uh, pretty amazing time sure
0: but, sure uh,
1: and then and then a couple of other New York gigs and that's pretty much all I've had I and and I'm going to try to put the band back together out here and I might have to uh, toy around with personnel for a while uh, you know so it's taking me a while to get adjusted to being out here for my own solo projects
0: sure so who are your favorite musicians to work with
1: wow uh, well you know the guys in the Conan band you know uh you know, or just you know, they're like brothers to me. We're like a family. Uh, if there's anybody I'd love like to be on stage with and feel comfortable with, it's them. And 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 of course, specifically, you know, also Labamba, the trombone player. We've been playing together for uh, God, it's almost 30 years. And uh, and they said it wouldn't work out, but uh, we've been. We've been hanging out, doing gigs together with various bands and on sessions and stuff uh, forever. And yeah. uh, another guy who, you know, I know he was with me on these tours too, Bruce Springsteen was just probably one of the most inspirational creative people to work with. Wow. And growing up, I was I was not a huge fan, but once I met him and saw him and understood the type of music that he did, uh, I, you know, I just fell in love with that kind of music and that kind of sound and energy and you know, drawing from rhythm and blues and drawing from the roots of rock and roll and folk music. There's really uh, nobody that has more pure of a creative flow when he's when he's in in the middle of something, and probably nobody with a better work ethic. And uh, when you know, I did two I did two tours with him: the Tunnel of Love tour in the late '80s, and then the Seeger Sessions tour that record and you know it, the, when he's working out stuff the creative process is just amazing I, I always felt like I became a little bit better by being around him
0: excellent um, can't say that about that many people sure sure I bet um, how did you land the gig with the Max Weinberg 7 initially with the Conan O'Brien show
1: well we auditioned as a band and, and I actually knew Max through Springsteen's project and there was another band that myself and Jerry Vivino, the saxophone player, and Jimmy, his brother, uh, the musical director, uh, and, and now band leader for uh, for the band, uh, were doing this Jump Blues project with Max uh, called Killer Joe, and we did a lot of, of uh, you know, it was kind of pretty much like Kansas City-style music, and we were playing some gigs around New York, and uh, max secured the audition with the record that we recorded and uh we went in and did the audition and you know to to my surprise we we got it it was just it was you know i was completely blown away cool Because uh i'd never done that we i'd never been part of that many audition processes i'd usually be recommended for something and you're either doing the gig or you won't weren't doing the gig and in this case you know, there was an audition with something like 15 to 17 different bands that made the, the cut, and, and you know, and then we got it. You know, I mean, that's pretty amazing.
0: Absolutely. What's what's the best thing about working with Conan?
1: The best thing of working about with Conan is his fierce sense of loyalty and his love of music. Uh you know we're looking at now we've been part of three separate projects with him uh late night the tonight show and the tour and he he's always treated us with so much respect and kindness and he's another person who who just continually works at his crap and his you know he's he's his work ethic is is just amazing and in this last tour, he did a lot more musical numbers than we had ever done before with him. And to see how hard he worked at it, and how much he progressed as a musician over time, it was just, uh, you know, always helps in the in in uh, in the industry. You know, if, uh, especially in TV, if your boss loves music.
0: Absolutely. Um, so you guys all pretty amped up for the new TBS gig?
1: Oh yeah! You know, I'm just completely excited, and and you know, it's. You know, now is kind of a tough period because, you know, I've come off this extreme high from the tour and, you know, now I'm home uh, back in the L.A. area and, you know, I don't have so many gigs lined up until we start up again, so I am going to New York this weekend, I'm doing a gig and I have a couple of other things, but for the most part I don't have anything steady until we start our rehearsals, Uh, so... Uh, you know, it, this is a little bit of a difficult period, but I'm really excited about getting back on the air and getting back with, with all the guys.
0: Now, now, since you're going from network TV to a cable station, is there a sense of relief of, of kind of a creative license that you're going to have? And just overall, is there a relief going on right now?
1: You know, I have no idea because I'm, you know, they don't have us into any of the writers' meetings, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that, uh, you know, Conan just seems so pleased with the, the whole TBS development, and, and I think that there's got to be a lot of reasons for that, and, and uh, uh, you know, maybe that's one of them. Maybe the fact that he's really, really wanted there, too, is, is something else, you know. Uh, it seems like TBS really wanted him, and that's got to feel good.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to switch to music again. Who are your favorite jazz musicians?
1: My favorite jazz musicians, you know, you know, coming from uh, the Kansas City area, I'd have to say Count Basie. I must have seen like a dozen times growing up in Kansas City. Uh, I loved Dizzy Gillespie. I loved Miles. I loved Maynard Ferguson. Uh, you know, uh, probably started playing the trumpet because of Herb Alpert. Yeah. You know, when they gave us a choice of horns, you know, they were playing a lot of him on the radio at that time. Uh, You know, God, you know, it's just kind of endless. Jimi Hendrix is just a huge fan of Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Cool. Uh, You know, there was so much music, you know, our, uh, you know, that generation, too. We just had so much great music around. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, what a great time. And then all the rhythm and blues and funk and, you know, what a, you know what a great time for live music
0: oh absolutely who do you admire the most who's a hero to you
1: what's that who do I admire the most
0: yeah who would be a hero for you
1: a hero for me yeah wow you know there's so so many uh it's it's uh you know I had so many mentors growing up and so many people who you know gave of themselves so freely uh to help me out with it, without any, you know, without seeking anything in return, mm-hmm. and 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 those people are truly the heroes for me. And you know, Alan Epstein was was one of them. Uh, there were, you know, and when I started playing in Kansas City, Willie Rice was he was the director of the Inner City Orchestra. My first full time job. He he really took me under his wing and treated me like I was his son almost. Uh, And, uh, you know, God, you know, Steve Harvey you know, we became really good friends a saxophone player. Uh, you know, these people I really looked up to and, uh, you know, and then, then of course my dad was a very strong individual and everybody loved him. He was so charismatic. Uh, you know, I kind of started out fairly shy in Grandview and, uh, you know, somehow I found a way into the entertainment business. So, uh, a lot of people I looked up to had big hearts and were willing to go a long way. Those are those are really the, you know, it's maybe not the big names that you, that you think of that are the true heroes to me, but it's those people who make a difference in, in like your your everyday quality of life without seeking anything in return for it. You know.
0: Absolutely. No, I I would expect that would be the answer for sure. I tell you what, Mark, that is all I got, and on a personal level, I got to tell you, I'm a massive fan of Conan, and I can't wait for November, and I'm crossing my fingers for the uh, Emmy win for you guys. Oh,
1: boy, I sure hope, yeah, that would be a good one. That uh, would be, uh, that would be you know, a little bit of justice on our part,
0: wouldn't it? Oh, man, that would be the best justice I'd, I'd seen in TV in years, so... Uh, but thank you, sir. You're a, you're a class act. I appreciate you getting back with us, and good luck with everything with Conan in the future.
1: Well, thanks a lot, and I look forward to seeing you out there sometime when I come out. I was hoping to make it out before the summer's over, but it's not looking good.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. When you're out this way, I'd love to meet you. That'd be great. Sounds good. Thank you, Mark. Take care.
1: All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.